the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are all very, very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. People are demanding answers. Basically exposing the truth. For us to explore in more detail today. This is the time period of truth being exposed of all the unhealed stuff coming out. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now. Well, the great American solar eclipse is behind us now. And Angie Rose and I had the privilege and the pleasure of spending it at the Faith, Hope and Charity Vineyards in Terrebonne in Central Oregon. Beautiful location, absolutely wonderful environment with which to engage and experience this particular phenomenon. Now, interestingly enough, we feel at this point in time that everything is behind us, but yet many people are telling us, including ourselves, are feeling that there something happened, that there has been a kind of a bodily influence. The body is still kind of trying to recover or trying to adapt to some kind of change that took place. Now, we also find this interesting because eclipses take place all the time, all over the world. This one was particularly of interest because it cut a wide swath down across the center of the United States and thereby attracted all that particular attention. But they happen in other places, including oceans, where they're not witnessed by anybody and as such don't seem to have any effect or matter. Now, we find this really interesting because it seems to depend on the consciousness of the people that are witnessing something like this, or does it? And also this raises another interesting question for the flat earth people, for example. They estimate or reckon that this particular phenomenon proves that the earth is on a flat plane. Now, interestingly enough, We've also done various Akashic Record sessions where we asked that very question and Angel Rose revealed that indeed all the planes of existences are on flat planes. So we need to explore this a little bit more. So what we did with this particular eclipse was we decided to use it to capture the energy, the essence of this eclipse in the form of a sacred earth water, which we've been collecting for many years anyway, in various sacred sites around the world. And many of you know who have been following us know that we have had waters collected from Mount Shasta, for example, from uh, Newgrange in Ireland, from Stonehenge in England, and from various other sacred sites around the world. This particular one, have a look at the uh, pictures here, but also we managed to gather together a few people on this occasion and talk to us about what they felt, uh, the effects they felt from ingesting this water. And also what was interesting was that they imbibed in this water even before the full eclipse had passed. In other words, we we got to see the totality, we captured the effect of the water at the totality, and then we sat down after that and ingested the water and discussed it, even while the moon was still not fully exited from its path across the sun. So this was very interesting for us. Have a listen 
and hear what these people had to say. And then we finish with my own in, impression of what the water did and what it does, and also that from Angel Rose. This is Ahanu on the day of the solar eclipse at Faith Hope and Charity Vineyards on the 21st of August 2017. The eclipse is actually still taking place. It's not fully, the moon hasn't fully cleared its path from the sun yet while we have imbibed this water. And we're going to do a quick recording of the experiences of five people. We have Angel Rose, myself, Ahanu, we have Mitch, we have Gail, and we have Paula. So, who wants to go first? Mitch? Lucky me. Um, what do I feel? I felt the coolness of the water. I feel a tingling through my body. Uh, my eyes are closed, yet I still feel the light. I, I'm able to sense deep into, I don't want to say the inner workings of my body, but I felt like I was more inside um, of my organs, but also um, almost as if I could get down into the muscles and uh, veins and arteries. Um, I just feel a little lighter, but also energized. Gail, and um, I felt tingling in my body, uh, but what I visioned was millions and millions of years ago, um, I saw the earth, you know, the lava, the, 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 the eruptions, and then up in the sky was a beautiful eclipse. It's almost like it was a beginning because when the... When the moon passed by and the sun came out, all of a sudden there are butterflies and birds and foliage. So it was almost like that was a, a, a beginning. And it was beautiful, like, you know, the Garden of Eden or something. Uh, but, you know, I could see, you know, it was like that, pro that process. For me, I'm Paula. The sensation and visual pictures I got started in my mouth, and it was light that I feel was imbued into every fiber of my being, and then it extended out into my whole auric field, and I really felt it a lot in my crown chakra. And this energy, it was really beautiful light energy that was spinning clockwise, um, I wouldn't describe it as a tingling, but definitely an aliveness. Yeah, it was absolutely life force energy and an expansion and healing. Thank you. Okay, so uh, first I got really emotional with my very first reaction. Um, I can't even describe the emotion. It was so fast, but it was a deep emotion. And then I felt it very internal also. I, I felt like I was 
my body was going through the cycles of the sun and the moon as they travel the cosmos. Uh, my pituitary gland a lot went to, felt like it was clearing something or energizing something there. And I just have this very deep, deep, deep calm throughout my body and this just sense of lovely peace and love. That's how I'm experiencing it at the moment. Um, just remarking about how in some ways the experiences are similar in that Mitch men mentioned lightness and the word light is in the lightness and you talked about the beginning you know like the, the origin or the beginning uh, Paula you said about being light in your beingness and in the crown chakra and spinning and expansion and all of that so I'm kind of getting creation type origin you know uh, Angelos you talked about cycles you know and it being internal and that my experience was that I, I first sense a kind of a shadow self and I and I did liken it to this, this shadow you know the sun was casting a shadow the moon was casting a shadow on the earth and I I kind of got the feeling that this was about our creation but this is where our shadow self comes from in other words, that we're here on this earth and have to put up with the fact that there is a, a light and a dark, that there is this shadow self that we have to deal with. But the interesting thing also, I also got a quick flash that, you know, when somebody says that even though there's a cloudy day, the sun's always shining above the clouds, you know. So in the same way, I got this sensation that, okay, we're, we're in this, we're in the perception of the shadow self in the body, but what we're not realizing is that the sun is still shining the light is still there do you see the kind of analogy I'm drawing yeah that we're seeing ourselves as kind of in a cloud of, of shadow whereas if we just got above the shadow the sun would be shining unrestricted to with us the other thing I got was that the sun was a, a portal that the sun helps us see here you know because it's the light in the, in the retina of the eyes that helps us see here but it also helps us see there. And that was a real eye-opener, excuse the pun, because I got the sensation that we could actually see through the sun. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that we look at the sun, but, you know, metaphorically speaking, that the sun was a portal that we can actually go through and we can see on the other side of the sun. And then earlier when we were getting the water, it tied in with the sensation I got at that point in time, which was that we actually came out of the sun. That was where we birthed. That was our origins. That was where creation happened. And it made perfect sense. So now we're beings that are experiencing this dimensional space. If we went back through the sun, we'd experience lots more other dimensional spaces. And I also got the feeling that that was where aliens come through to us from other dimensions and we don't our minds are not capable of expanding to that possibility just yet but this water gives us the potential to understand that possibility I think that the water opens doors for us I think in ingesting this water would open portals for us portals in our minds and potential for portals out there the last thing I got with it was that uh, the sensation of hot and cold because it was a physical sensation that we got here when the sun was obscured by the moon you know everything went cold went into shadow 
And the opposite of that happened then when the moon, the shadow went away, it warmed up again. So it's to do with this, the feelings of hot and cold here. And they're like those polar opposites. But in both of those words is the O, H-O-T and C-O-L-D. And the O is the circle and the circle is the sun. And this started to, be, to make perfect sense to me the more I began to think about it. Because if we take infinity, it's like two O's or two zeros side by side. So it's like... I think taking this water has the possibility of giving us a glimpse of infinity, which would make sense if we see the sun as a portal that goes out into infinity, that we could have that sense. Because they keep saying to us that our mind is so limited that we can't grasp the sense of infinity. But I think with this water and with that sun, there is a possibility of us experiencing infinity. Just that it's still working. It's still working, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is just a tip of the iceberg, really. <laughs> the only thing I want to share is when I get my hands on some colored pencils and some paper, I want to draw that shape of that three-dimensional energy that was spinning with the bright white light and then the, the darker blue that kind of faded up into this really beautiful pinky color and then back into the white light and it alternated like that throughout this whole spiraling it'd be beautiful to see a picture of that I want to draw that yeah, yeah, yeah. did you want to say something I just wanted to thank you for including me and inviting me oh, into this circle so I really appreciate it you're very welcome there is a, also a, a man called Santos Bonacci have you ever heard of Santos Santos Bonacci and he has a YouTube video called Your Body is the Holy Land. And he goes through all the internal parts of us and relates it to, like he says, the sun and the moon is the pineal and the pituitary gland. The pineal being the sun, pituitary being the moon. And he also talks about that the star of Bethlehem is actually in our, our solar plexus. And it's actually a seed that when your astrology sign passes through when your constellation from your astrology is in the phase of the moon for a certain amount of days then your body creates a, a an etheric seed and he believes that you shouldn't have sex during that time because you dissipate it but if you leave it alone it actually gets a regeneration and starts moving up the chakra system and ends up in the pineal gland and so the pineal gland is the symbol of heaven so when you move up, move the kundalini up the chakra system and you activate that, there's an oil that gets secreted out of the pineal, usually, but it is not in a refined state. But it really is the manna from heaven. So when it gets activated, it gets purified, and that's what regenerates the body. And that's why some of those masters can have physical immortality because of that process. But sun and moon, symbolically, is pineal and pituitary getting activated. Okay, so that's another way to look at it, or Divine Father, Divine Mother, whatever name you want to give it. But but I like him because he is, um, he gets the whole symbology that the human body is the microcosm of what's in the heavens, you know, and it literally is stuff that goes on physically. Yeah. So do you think that all of our stories going back to the Judeo-Christian and the Bhagavad Gita and everything is connected cosmolo cosmologically as well as internally. So all those stories are basically telling symbolic, symbolic of yep, the, 
Cosmos and the... Made it an hour thing. But I like this guy because he was a Jehovah's Witness for 30 years until he woke up. But he looks at it as his advantage because he studied the Bible inside and out. And he now understands it, that even the four Gospels are really different ages. That's why the stories are not the same with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're a little different because they represent different ages. But he tells you what those are. He's got a big astrology thing, that he a chart that he uses and talks about the different ages. And, you know, even when you go into uh, Chartres Cathedral in France, I mean, have you been in there? They got stained glass windows that are all astrology signs. And they've got a labyrinth in the floor. Yeah, so that's in Chartres Cathedral in France. Yeah, so that's what that's what the church knew before they made everything external and dogmatic. But yeah, that that inner alchemy is the symbolism that through the sacraments in the Catholic Church, if you understood them esoterically, they're all the ascension process up through the chakra, seven sacraments, seven, you know. Let me ask you, Angelos, before we finish, because I was getting this. Uh, the sun and the, the infinity symbol and the number eight in the tarot talking about esoteric symbols. What's the, what does the eight symbolize, the number eight in the tarot? Well, the eight is expertise, you know, it's skill, okay? But the tarot card that has that symbol in it is the strength card, okay? But that is that is love subduing the animal nature, uh, making the animal nature in service to it, not the other way around. Right, right, okay, right. but that's that infinity. But it really all is inner alchemy. But on the scale of, in those tarot cards, you those major cards, it's 0 to 21, mm. which is the ascension process. So it's only number 8 on that. Well, which, is, which is the sun card and which is the moon card? The sun card is the sun card. It's 19, and the moon is 18. So you're on your way because 21's the the ascension card okay but that's but you go through those two parts and and the moon brings up people's emotional bodies and the emotional reactions and that's the part that has to be purified it's when they get the seven deadly sins the seven vices and the seven virtues it's all about purifying the chakra system because in every chakra there's an animalistic uh, vice and then when you when you transform that, you know, and you make choices for the virtuous part, that's when that shocker, it literally, back in the day, before we were inbred, I'll say, you know, when you had a pure divine human, that kundalini energy was gold, okay? And even the blood took on a, a tinge of gold in it. But once we got tainted, you know, or inbred, now we have dark and light in there. And that's the reason we're polarized in our consciousness even. But the whole process is about choices for higher and higher ways of being. And then when you do that, and those chakras get virtuized, if you will, and you end up with the pineal gland and the way you see and the way you, you think with the mind of God, you see with the mind of God, you feel with the heart of God, you know, the whole thing. Now you're a regenerative, regenerated human. Because we really were meant to live forever. I mean, we really were. We're supposed to be physically immortal. The fact that we die is this polarized consciousness. So even though people say, oh, the Fibonacci spiral is, you know, the spiral of nature and you see it. Yeah, but it's a death spiral. Okay, because things are born, they go through a cycle, and then they die. But if you could, it, you, if you could see it, you know, all those stories of the lion laying down with the lamb—they were all true. And we're actually watching animals 
come back around to that now. A lot of them that are natural enemies or friends, you're seeing pictures all over the place. That's how it's supposed to be. I mean, every planet's supposed to be a paradise planet. That's the job. But uh, when you have a dualistic consciousness, though, you got to come into unity consciousness, which is like when Ahana was explaining that behind the clouds is the sun. That's the constant. The constant is is the love of God. That's the absolute truth that never changes. So you can have all the clouds you want and all the storms you want, but it doesn't change the truth behind it. So if we could just think that way and see that way and behave that way, out of that realization, I'd be a very different place. Okay. Well, I want to thank you all because it, it is always the case that it's the accumulation of the energy of the people who are here that also helps knowledge and information come forward. So I appreciate you all joining us in the little circle. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that. Do stay tuned. Each week we bring consciousness to a new understanding. And next week we will have something new for you. Until then, goodbye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. 